Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Dylan's Podcast. I have a special treat for you this week. My conversation with Andy Smith of Blacksmith Ventures. He's an interesting guy, had some interesting things to share. We talk about what it's like being an entrepreneur that is running all aspects of a business um, and what it means to grow and what are some strategies or some tactics that you can use to get some motion going. And he talks about his own experiences and shares uh, kind of his opinions on what entrepreneurs should be doing, including what he should be doing. And so he shares some some thoughts about what's going on in his business. And uh, I sure hope that this episode helps you see, again, that being an entrepreneur, notwithstanding, it can be a lonely place that you are not, in fact, alone. There's lots of folks out there that we're, are eager to help, want to help. And all you got to do is reach out, and Andy spends a little bit of time talking about that today as well. So this is the first of many that I am doing this year, so I'm very happy to uh, to bring this forward, and I hope that you will subscribe or rate it or leave a comment or do something with it, because that is how it gets in front of other entrepreneurs that could probably benefit from some of the things that Andy and I are talking about on this episode. So thanks for tuning in, and let's get started. I like to put together conversation pieces where entrepreneurs can listen and recognize that they're not alone because being an entrepreneur is super lonely. Usually can't talk to a lot of people about the stuff that you're going through. And so my podcast over the last bunch of years uh, has been an opportunity for me to share what I'm going through. I have a small portfolio of businesses, plus I talk to entrepreneurs all day long. And so the hope was that in me sharing some of the stuff I'm working on, that an entrepreneur goes, okay, I'm not alone. This is great. And then I know because of your story, I think that resonates with you. And so uh, I'm eager to hear you riff on a few different things. And uh, maybe at the end of this, you get to meet some new people. I get to meet some new people. And overall, uh, there's an entrepreneur out there that might never come into a forum like this, but they're able to listen to this and go, okay, okay. You know what? It's going to be okay. Whatever I'm going through. Obviously, I'm not the only person who's gone through it. And so uh, between Andy and Dylan, they said some things that gave me some encouragement or just helped me realize maybe I just got to make a decision and get moving with something. So by way of introduction, what's the thumbnail sketch of Andy Smith? Yeah, so engineer by education and realized that while that was good framework for how you think about stuff, it wasn't the career path that I loved. And so working inside corporations, I found there was always something missing. And I never really unlocked my true passion until I found entrepreneurship. And I, and I found it kind of in a weird way where a partner and I knew each other. We got together uh, and said, hey, let's, let's start this thing. We think we, can, we think we can grow it to a place where we just get a salary, right? That was our goal, just to get a salary. And never knew what it could be or what it could evolve to. We just knew that we could, we could be our own boss and take it in whatever direction it ended up going. So. Um, bootstrapped the company, never knew anything about raising money, took a company, started in 2007 and 
two years later, 2009, we were both looking for jobs because we were like, hey, this thing didn't work. And we had some orders, um, but we had, you know, it just wasn't working. And so started looking for jobs and little things along the way just kept closing those doors. So I had an offer, something took it away. My colleague uh, from Europe was going to take a job, found a, as we were boarding an airplane, found their business plan sitting on the side of the runway at, or where you walk in off the little device there, the little place, the tunnel was right there. He found it, picked it up, assuming somebody lost it and just through reading that realized that wasn't for him. And so we just stuck with it and we said, look, we're just going to keep going out of this thing. And, you know, this was, we were sharing the same hotel rooms. We were, you know, bootstrapping everything. And then through some different connections and talking about a little bit like, you know, being on social media and so forth, finding some connections started to propel our business, which led to a whole new set of problems, growing and scaling a business. <laughs> how are we going to do with this? And so starting 2007, 2012 came, and we started to get approached by companies who wanted to buy the business. And I never knew that existed. And so I was like, well, that's interesting. Somebody wants to buy us. But the first person that came in, we just kind of threw them to the side. The second person that came, we were like, wow, maybe there's, maybe there's something to this selling the business thing. And the reason we were considering it is because we had grown to a place, some might call it the momentum phase, right? When you're at a startup and you're starting to kind of gain some traction. And we had not developed those leadership skills to know how to take that business and scale it and grow it and what it took to do that, which is different from starting. And so that was, that was uncharted territory, a little bit nervous for us. So we didn't know what to do. So we decided to sell that business. We stayed on for about another three years and worked within the business now for other owners and learned a whole bunch about private equity, venture capital, board meetings, right? Like having a boss, like learned all about that. And then when I exited that business, I didn't know what to do. And that was an interesting place. Cause I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm just an entrepreneur. I need to go do something. I need to be doing, doing, doing. So I got right back into the same industry, same business line that we had before. And when I did that, I had all the knowledge of how to grow a business and how to do it in that industry, but I didn't change my mindset around where I was in 2017. I had the same mindset I did as 2007. And in that decade, the world had drastically changed. Social media had changed, everything had changed. And so in 2007, we were very adaptive and early and hungry and wanted to grow a business. 2017, I found myself a bit complacent, maybe a little bit prideful, um, didn't have that hunger. And so it was a, took me a couple of years to get to the place where um, somebody gave me a book. So 2019, I got a book from someone to read. And I'm really reading it and I'm realizing, wow, man, I am full of pride. Whoa. And I just kept reading because I was hoping the answer would be at the end. Like, how do you get out of this, right? And it was humility. And so from that moment, which was a door closing, changing moment for me of December 19, I've been um, ended up exiting that business, but been on a mission of humility, finding kind of myself and my passion again. And in early 2021, found Blacksmith Ventures as an opportunity to not do entrepreneurship in series, right? So one company exit, one company exit, but to, to do it at scale by helping multiple companies 
all, and we, we find our sort of sweet spot is really that startup phase, right? So they, you've got an entrepreneur who's got an intellectual property that's interesting that he created or she created, and they don't know what to do with it. They don't know how to grow it or scale it or even launch it. We, we find that that's a place we're very comfortable in. Or we're also comfortable when you've got um, a generational entrepreneur who's grown and scaled a business and done it traditionally alone or with a few people. And now they're maybe they're looking to retirement and their only option is either close the business, not understanding they've really got a good thing. They've, they've poured their life into this. They've got something good and there's a way to level it up to another level. And so, I, man, I've totally found my passion in that. It's so fun to talk to entrepreneurs all day long and hear the stories and hear, and there's some similar common themes and it's just so fun to dive into that. and be able to sort of pull from the past experiences, which are really, really hard, and you don't know you're gonna get out of them, and you don't know how to generate a playbook in that moment, but to take some of that and hopefully encourage entrepreneurs to, to persevere, stay in it, you know, and just keep fighting the good fight. So once you drink, once you drink the Kool-Aid, you're all in as an entrepreneur, I think. And I've got a saying that once you've been punched in the face a few times, and you realize that the bruises heal, and the bones heal, maybe there's some scarring, it just gives you motivation to say, okay, the next time I get into any type of different situation, I've now got some context for it and I know how to find my way through it. So if we peel back just to th throw a conversation piece uh, into this for a minute, what I've noticed is for an entrepreneur, usually they can take it from nothing to something, mm -hmm. but to take it from something to something great is very, very different because what it took to go from nothing to something is not the same thing that takes it from something to something great. And as a guy who's been through this a couple of times and now walking alongside of other businesses, uh, what do you think of that? What, how does an entrepreneur become self-aware enough to go, okay, kind of got my fingers on all the pieces, but we're not really getting any upward movement here. I'm probably the problem. Don't really know what to do about that. Kevin mentored a management team and growing is expensive and I don't even know how I'm going to fund that. So you want to talk around that a little bit based on your experience on a, how you've addressed the self-awareness challenge and then how have you been able to put some motion into taking something past, you know, nothing to something and something into something great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very common problem, right? Because a, a typical entrepreneur will get a company to a level. And there's certain sort of in the industries, there's almost some key indicators of where that gets to before they're able to sort of grow it and scale it. And, and then how do they do that? And so I was exactly that person in 2012. Grew a business to a certain level, felt like I had no control anymore over what was happening. And it was almost moving so fast, I couldn't get my hands around it and couldn't tackle it. Um, and I didn't know how to solve it at that place. Fast forward to today, I would say that... Um, well, let me, let me back up. So 2012, I got very into triathlons and I did the first two years of triathlons. So 2012 and 2013, I did half Ironmans and I failed miserably at both. And I even on my own tried to change some things, got better training the second year, got better at doing different things and more rigid, same result. Both times were failures. Decided at that moment to hire a coach. And so at that moment, everything got long-term and everything started escalating. And so I think it's very, very similar in entrepreneurship for me, at least when I got to that place where I was sort of maxed out and didn't know what to do, needed to grow, but didn't know how to level up. 
I had to look for others to sort of help me. And so uh, for me, it was hiring a coach, enlisting a mentor, um, getting around other people. And so, I mean, I, I worked with a, a mentor in the business world, very similarly to in the triathlon world. And he was like, Andy, it's time to level up. I'm like, well, how do we level up? Like, how do we do that? And it was essentially, we, we've got to surround ourselves with different people, be open to an abundant mindset that, hey, the world of opportunity and possibility is out there. And when I started opening myself up to others and other opinions and other ideas and, and other connections, I think that was the biggest thing, connections, we started to see our businesses just flourish because ideas lead here. And, and if you could take an expert at one little area, whether it's small PR piece or small little operational thing or small little video hack or whatever that is. And you start to see that. I just saw it just started blossoming. So in one word, it was connections, other people coming in and adding perspective, insight and, and mindset correctness to that is when so we really launched. If you were to put yourself back in that moment where, because uh, as an entrepreneur, it's hard to get any kind of objective context to what you're doing because you're just in it, yeah. right? So you don't really get like, you know, six o'clock at night sitting on the couch going, hey, how am I going to, man, I'm really trapped here. I got to figure out how to, how to level up. My experience is it's not until after you've missed the mark that you realize, hey, I got to level up. I think there's probably like a human nature element to that. So there's an entrepreneur right now hanging out in this conversation going, okay, kind of what they're saying resonates with me, but I'm not really sure how to even take that next step. Business coaches, I get it. Maybe I'm not all the way there yet because maybe I don't see the value or I'm not in a financial position where that seems like it's a big commitment. Or man, I just burned through like four bookkeepers in the last two years. Now you're telling me I'm probably gonna need someone who's like a better bookkeeper, but you know, how, do, how would you help that entrepreneur just take maybe the, the next step? Because I think you're a pretty self-aware guy. And I think with, with reflection, you can go, yeah, this is, I did A, B and C and it was no problem, but it didn't sound that simple when you were in the moment. Right. Yep. That's right. Yeah. We all come to the same situation with some biases and some lessons learned and some uh, baggage that we've picked up along the way. Right. So we all kind of get to the situation and we're looking at things under a certain lens and figuring out how to lift that lens up and look at it in a different light is, is the struggle. Right. And so for like if I was talking to an entrepreneur that was was in that situation, um, you're right. Anytime you've got to spend money to try to make money, that's a red flag. Mm, I don't want to do that. And so having that awareness to do that is is one factor. Um, I think it goes into finding. Um, finding your superpower. Right. And so the superpower, we all have something that we're really, really good at. And we all have something that we're really, really um, our weaknesses. And so where I've been the most successful in those situations is finding people that can come in and complement those weaknesses where I can focus on my strength. And I don't think it's a matter of necessarily bringing in, you know, bringing in another partner, bringing in other investors, bringing in any of that. I think it's just complimenting yourself with people who, who can help while you're focusing on your strength, help supplement some of your weaknesses because we're as an entrepreneur you're you're supposed to be an excellent bookkeeper accountant and tax person you're supposed to be great at sales and marketing 
We got the social media animal this we got to deal with, right? Which is a whole chaos. We need a website, we need to PR, we need all this stuff. And we're like, holy crap, how do I do any of that stuff? Like, I don't know. And so I find there are operational folks who are really, really good at operations. And if they can complement themselves with on the business development side, even if it's just having lunch with someone who is, you know, in that mold, or if it's reading a book to get your mind up out of where it is, because we get so far in the weeds that we've got to find a way to get up above that. So we see it with perspective. And, you know, as far as like, um, as far as faith and entrepreneurship goes, we're fighting the battle every day that we don't know what can change. We don't know what can happen tomorrow. And I think 2020 taught us that, right? March of 2020, we're sitting here with one idea. The next day, something completely different changes. And we've got to be able to just focus on where we are. So to get to like a tactical thing that we could do as an entrepreneur to, to, to do this. Within our teams, we focus on three wins a day. Those three wins could be just getting to your computer and logging on, right? That could be win number one. Win number two could be you make you hate social media, but you go on and you make a comment or a post. Doesn't matter what it is, that's a win. And win number three is reaching out to one particular client or reaching out to one potential um, lunch date to go have lunch with somebody different or picking up that book and reading 10 pages. Three wins, that's 15 wins a week. You know, we're talking, we're crushing it now, right? And so I think we got to get that granular sometimes to help our mindset get up and above some of the problems. I think the key there in terms of connections is so important because I know I've known for myself, uh, if I've gotten stuck in the weeds a little bit, or I just can't seem to get any motion, the best opportunities have always come out of going to have lunch with someone that doesn't do what I do. They own a business, but they don't do what I do. And hearing how they're wrestling with the same problem, maybe they've got some different variables, but the problem fundamentally is the same. And just hearing other people talk is really, really important and has helped me uh, get over some humps. So I think to that entrepreneur who, who's maybe finding themselves in that spot, I think connections are probably the easiest on-ramp to some other things that you could be doing to try and, and find some growth. So in the context of connections, you and I are meeting for the first time. Uh, when we talk about wins or we talk about, you know, rocks in our path that we're trying to move out of the way right now, what is like Andy Smith's big rock he's trying to move out of his path to get to the next place he's trying to get to with, with Blacksmith Ventures and your portfolio? Oftentimes it's our, it's our own self, right? Is the biggest rock is understanding. So you're the rock you're trying to move out of the way right Oftentimes now. <laughs> it's like that because our, our mindset drives us. But so with Blacksmith Ventures, we are a, uh, it's interesting. So loving startups, loving entrepreneurship, Blacksmith Ventures uh, started with one acquisition and then we added on two additional startup companies. So if we look at where we are today, if you're running one startup, you're basically, that's a full-time job with all of the problems. When I look at Blacksmith Ventures, I say, all right, we've got all this great momentum happening. We've basically got three or four young children that we're now trying to raise up. And so we had to get, as a team, we had to get very, very clear because I, I, just last week I was talking to somebody and they were like, hey, Andy, so what's a couple of things you could tackle this week that would, would move the needle? And I'm like, I don't know. 
I mean, I know what I'm doing, but I don't know what that is. And so the analogy I use was, I feel like I've got 50 sheep out in front of me and I'm struggling just to pat each one on the bottom to make sure they don't get too low. <laughs> but I, and I knew all the sheep, but I couldn't articulate one or two things that I'm doing. And so at that moment, we as a company this weekend, we raised a red flag because I, somebody had sent me a message, uh, a good friend, Steve sent me a message and said, Hey, um, here's something about focus. And that launched a whole new area to go into for me, which was we got to figure out what we're doing. So we spent the weekend writing down everything we're doing and figuring out, okay, how are we going to organize that? So I think no matter where you are in the journey, where either you're you know, growing, scaling, and crushing it, or whether you're just starting, there are always problems staying focused, staying organized, and focusing on what's important. And so that's what that's our big rock right now. Are we focusing on what's important right now that can move the needle? And we're trying daily to make sure we are clear on what we're focusing on because there is no playbook, brother, and it is super hard to figure that out. Yeah, and everyone's playbook looks a little different because the personality of the entrepreneur, right. A type, not A type, I mean everyone has a different way of getting to where they're going. Right. So today on January the twenty-sixth, uh, Andy Blacksmith Ventures is your primary vehicle, correct? That's correct. Yeah. So it's a whole. So what would if this year really worked out well for you? You and me are talking again on December thirty first. What's what's like that one thing that you're like, hey, we did it, man. I know you said focus and getting that rock out of the path was the way, but I find that a lot of entrepreneurs can get lost doing ten things at ten percent, which means they're not doing anything at a hundred percent, which means an entire year can go by and you can feel like I was busy, but to actually do anything yep. and given the growth element that your history speaks to uh for context what would just an example of something that you're doing at blacksmith ventures uh, uh what would it look like as being successful at the end of the year um and having you say hey yeah we moved the needle moved the ball down the field but most importantly we actually we you know we got a goal this year yeah yeah exactly great question and so we've got um i mentioned not any like financial details or anything like that but there's entrepreneurs out there who are just in this spot right and they're yeah. like i want to grow i want to do more i'll talk i'll think about it next week right? yeah, yeah no exactly and so there are um within our companies we look at it the same way so there's various pillars that are part of a company part of that pillar is you know the operational side the sales and marketing side and the people side and so we kind of treat those three as all right, are we, what are we going to tangibly do in the next you know, 90 days? What's our goal in 90 days to lead up to the year that you said? And so with, within each of our companies, we're very, very culture-centric, making sure that we've got the right people, and, and that's super hard. So we keep it very diligent about you know, coming in because the culture is what defines us and makes us and has, has helped us. And so we're very keen to look at the culture. And if... If there is a bad egg, deal with that fast. That's something not all of us do at all. And then from a uh, operational standpoint, every business is a little different, but we look at it as far as, hey, what is, and our two businesses are different, but one of our businesses, we recently appointed a president and his job is simply to, we're starting up a fabrication facility, and at the end of this year, we're going to be producing our own product, right? And so we could say we were going to do that in the month of January, but we're doing that in the full year of 2022 
because everything takes time. And one thing that I'm very guilty of and probably most, so I would be a type A optimistic sort of entrepreneur. I would fit in that bucket. Um, we think we can accomplish the world tomorrow and realizing that ultimately we're going to fall on our face if we don't. And so just being very um, centered around that. Game of inches, right? It's hard for me. I don't, I, that's the right answer. I don't operate like that. So I'm having to struggle with that. <laughs> my big rock was getting out of my own way, but that's totally correct. My man. Totally correct. Yeah. Game of inches. When you look out into the broader marketplace and, I mean, everyone's talked about it long enough, but when you think about COVID, potentially inflation, um, in the seat that you fill every single day, how does how do those two variables factor into the year ahead of you? And what are some of the practical steps that you're taking to wrestle with them, identify them, or come up with some strategies to, to address them? Or just do you have an opinion on what's going on out there and how is that impacting you and your businesses? I'll tell you what I've seen, and I don't know if it's right or wrong. So with, with COVID, it basically forced us to go much, much faster into technology. And so now all of a sudden we're at home and we're all working remote. And I think what I see from that is uh, two things. There's a level of isolation that people are feeling right now. And so people feel alone. And if it's a double whammy on the entrepreneurial front, right? Because if you're an entrepreneur, and you're inherently alone anyway, now you're farther, you're, you're even more alone because you're now stuck in your house. And so we're telling people, I mean, simple things. Hey, change where you're working from, from another room to another seat, to another place, to a coffee shop, just to get that interaction changing. Um, the second thing I'm seeing, and I, I, this may be just a weird observation, I don't know, but I've seen a shift from, really, really strong employees at big companies, leaving those big companies and becoming the solopreneur through social media. And so if you've got somebody who's got a superpower of uh, video making or a superpower of writing or a superpower of um, anything, organizing, we're seeing those people leave and show up on social media as experts on that platform who, who you can outsource your work to and get incredible work from a non-employee, but from someone who's outsourced. So we've we've been inundated with that. And it's interesting because in 2007, in the first venture, 2017, the second venture, if we were going down the path of entrepreneurship, we were hiring employees to do different things, or we were hiring third-party companies to come in and help us. Now we're finding there's a plethora of interesting experts at small needle moving tasks that we can hire in as third-party consultants or third-party individual solopreneurs that are coming in and helping us unlock pieces of the business and get more efficient, more effective, and just rapidly grow um, than ever before, where we don't have to hire in a big client base. We're just more tapping into their expertise. So I don't know if that's a COVID thing. I don't know if that's a changing how people work kind of thing, but just seeing the number of solopreneur experts that are created out there um has been interesting so i don't know how i how think that's yeah it's interesting because you mentioned just a, a couple of minutes ago that for an entrepreneur that's looking to grow that maybe hasn't hit that self-awareness moment yet where they kind of understand what their next steps are to get to the next level it's probably something to be said about that type of opportunity that you just mentioned with people leaving large corporations being solopreneurs and being able to get 
exactly that little piece of help that you need for that little task that has been gnawing away at you. And, and so maybe there's a strategy there, right? As, a, as an entrepreneur looking to grow uh, an organization that you kind of have your hands on, that maybe you can step your way into it by seeing what it looks like to have really good people working for you doing very specific tasks, but they're not on your payroll per se. And the accountability is different and, and the results ultimately end up becoming different. That's very interesting. It's, it was been interesting for me too, because we've done it a few times where we've, we've actually reached out and engaged, let's call them expert solopreneurs in certain areas, whether that be video or uh, prospecting. And you're learning it, or even public relations from um, not hiring a firm, but just a person. You're gaining insight from a really clever, different perspective, like you mentioned it, talking to people from outside who do different things. And I'm finding that people who do those different things have little nuggets of info that work so brilliantly in the business that you can repurpose and massage and make it work for you. That's um, It's been great for the, both the mindset, the creativity, and also the innovation within the company to say, oh, that's interesting. I can use that to get more efficient. Ah, that's a nugget that I can take here and repurpose it. And you know, you can do that so fast now with these, these folks. Yeah, that's very interesting. Well, I think I chewed up, Andy, all the time that you agreed to give me. Uh, I feel like we could just keep sort of going down some, some, of, some of these paths. So maybe there's a part two to this. Um, I think as we kind of close up the chat, first of all, nice to meet you. You sound like you've got some pretty cool opinions about, uh, about business and entrepreneurship. Is there a specific way people could reach out to you if they wanted to hear you continue to chat about some of these topics or send you a DM or something like that? Totally, totally, totally. So love that. Love making connections, love talking to people, love talking to entrepreneurs. So um, we're on all social platforms at Blacksmith Ventures. And then I am on all social platforms at Andy Smith Life. So one word. So Andy Smith, L-I-F-E. And is there any big idea that you want to leave with an entrepreneur running a business who's listening to this going, wow, there's some cool takeaways here. I can put my AirPods down and get to work. Um, but thanks to Andy, I got this big thought now that I'm going to be chewing on for a little while. Yeah, I think, I think I'll cheat. I'll give two and I think I'll take one from you. Inches win. <laughs> so step by step, right? Piece by piece, small things matter. Small wins matter because they add up. And two, connectivity and connections are so important. I mean, it's because of LinkedIn that you and I would connect and we don't know each other. And I mean, just talking to you, I'm like, dang, man, you're smart, dude. You got all this figured out already. It looks like you're winning in this. And so without, and so the, just that connection piece requires people to put themselves out there to some degree. And that's very uncomfortable. So if you can just get out of that uncomfortableness and put yourself out there on any social platform in any situation, whether that be virtually or in person, big things start changing, big things start changing. So yeah, I would just say get uncomfortable, put yourself out there looking for connections. That's awesome. Andy, thank you for hanging out today, man. And I look forward to keeping in touch Dude, and continuing the conversation. I appreciate you, my man. Thanks, Dylan. All right, take care. See ya.